Hello and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke and I'm the pastor of Olmstead Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. I'm thankful you are listening to this podcast and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject for uh, this session is this, our opportunity as our Lord's children. Our opportunity as our Lord's children. In 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 19, the Apostle Peter speaking and writing about uh, the Word of God and the, uh, the, the Word of God coming from God himself and to us and about how it, it was maybe in the works even as Peter wrote this epistle, speaking about the prophecy from the standpoint of God's Word, the Word of God in the Old Testament, the coming of the New Testament, as he is writing, and and he and other, the Apostle Paul and those writers of the Gospel, the Gospels. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse number 19, he says, And we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Brother Peter speaking about the word of God and the scripture that was promised and that, that is being de- uh, revealed and inspired by the Lord to be written by uh, these brethren in the New Testament times. And so that is the, is the direct context of this verse. But I want us to grab a principle here that applies to us as the Lord's children. And this Peter is saying, look to the prophecy, look to the word of prophecy, the word of God, because it is a, is a light shineth in a dark place. And that's the truth. The earth is a very dark place. Uh, the way of the world and of man is a very dark place. And the word of God shines bright in our midst, even to the salvation of souls. But there's something else or someone, those that shine are to shine in this dark place of the world. And that is the Lord's children. The Lord's children, those that have been saved by him. This earth is a dark place. And we are the means by which the word of God shines forth. His people, his churches, and the work that he's commissioned his churches to do. The witness that every child of God is to be is indeed a light that shines in a very dark place. And so with that in mind, I want us to consider our situation. COVID-19 is at hand worldwide. And in all this, our officials and our government, and I'm, I'm thankful that we have those uh, with uh, some sense about. There are a lot of opportunists, and as I mentioned in another podcast, uh, Many people with different many motivations and, and things that they want to accomplish. And uh, on the part of many, they don't care about the population, the citizenry of the nation. Others, I believe, really do. And they're trying. They're trying as hard as they can, as best they know how, to deal with such a massive, massive situation and the threat that it is and to the citizenry of our nation. So all of this is at hand. And as we hear of daily updates and we hear of different pursuits and different uh, clinical trials and pursuits of medicine, of all of which I'm very thankful for, 
uh, precautions that are being taken in most every state uh, of the union and and uh, here in our state in Kentucky precautions are being taken about mass gatherings and such as that uh, the reminder the constant reminder to wash your hands keep your hands from your face practice good hygiene uh, beware of uh, a carrying in possible infection to the elderly or those that are weak and such and so we have a lot of good things that are said a lot of appropriate things that that are developed and, and procedure and policy and pursuit and looking for a vaccine and all those things that are that are done and all of that is is, is good it it should be uh, it's what we should do and the wisdom and knowledge that the Lord has given our government and and people the private sector we should do everything that we can do uh, to uh, help ourselves with this virus but I'm sad to sad to say that there is very little mentioned of looking to praying to or seeking the face of our Lord God Almighty in this just very little if anything said compared to all the other things uh, that are said and those things are needful those things are appropriate many of them most of them but there is there is hardly anything mentioned of looking to praying to or seeking the face of our Lord God Almighty I'm thankful that Vice President Pence prayed uh, with the COVID-19 task force when they were assembled on February 26 and that was ridiculed uh, by many in the media and in the world that uh, the vice president of a nation in such a high esteemed position that one would resort to prayer and of course the way the world looks on at prayer is just uh, hopeful words said into the air and this is what happens when we become a, a godless nation and a godless people a godless world uh, we don't want anything to do with God we push God out of this we push God out of that out of our lives out of our government out of our society uh, we, we pigeonhole religion and uh, get it over here in the corner where it can be controlled and 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 not uh, not uh, do anything to us and, and the way the way the world thinks about such but I'm thankful that the vice president was willing to pray with that task force and uh, it seemed in the picture that I saw that everyone was cooperative with that there didn't seem to be any mockers and and no doubt that task force that team understands the national seriousness of this uh, situation I'm thankful that our president President Trump he called for a national day of prayer on 315 Sunday the 15th of, of March here in 2020 and I'm so I'm thankful that our president made that call and and if you've not read that proclamation it would do, do well to read it uh, and I know that he has helped to write his uh, speeches and I'm not uh, you know don't lack understanding in that regard but that he would make the proclamation and sign his name to that scriptural reverence references being made and the history of our nation being one that would call on God uh, for help in these times in that proclamation those things were were told again of days gone by and the necessity that we should do so uh, even now so I'm thankful for that uh, but but in the day-to-day -day working of this there there's not a call 
in in the in the week to week uh, experiencing of this situation. There there's not a call to continually go to the Lord. Uh, for there are officials to say and pray that if our Lord would be pleased uh, to bless our efforts, that the people of our land would be helped. Uh, nothing like that uh, that I have seen is being said. There's nothing being mentioned, uh, also nothing being mentioned about our need to repent as a nation. And uh, we are a guilty nation. I'll mention some more about that uh, in a bit. Uh, But uh, there's nothing mentioned about our need to repent before God as a nation. And we indeed are a guilty nation before God. Now, I learned from a brother, a pastor years ago, that I don't want to be the one to point out and reveal a problem and without mention of a solution. It, it, it does no good to point out a problem and rail on a problem uh, without the mention of a biblical solution. And so that's the purpose of this podcast, is to bring forth uh, our opportunity as our Lord's children. Our opportunity as our Lord's children. Um our opportunity is this, is to be something to this world, to be vocal in this. And I know our exposure and our contact with people is limited, but even as we go and get groceries and as we get medication, we have to do the necessities and and pursue the necessities of life, go to the gas pump and get gas, uh, make a repair uh, in our in our houses and, and things that there's part of life that is just going to go on. Some people are having to work. Uh, some people are laid off, which is very very a serious thing. But other people uh, do have to work to to keep a society functioning. And uh, we have an opportunity in our exposure and our uh, coming in contact with people. We we need to be. Uh, we've come to a time. If we've not been vocal before, we need to be vocal now because this is what our nation needs. And so some passages to consider that point out about our opportunity. Uh, In John chapter 3, verse number 21, He that doeth truth cometh to the light, John speaking to Nicodemus and to us, uh, telling about how it is with the, the Son of God coming into the world and what he came to do, uh, giving his life on the cross of Calvary, the Father sacrificing his self, that all that believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He goes on to say and speak about the condemnation, and then he speaks about the desire of men towards sin. But then he speaks about those that are saved, yeah, that we that are saved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, and those that are saved do want and be near the light of the Lord, near the light of his word, cometh to the light that his deeds, the saved one, uh, his deeds may be made manifest, shown forth that they are wrought in God. And so our life as as children of the Lord, it's our opportunity to manifest uh, the God Almighty working in us and to testify unto folks that we need the Lord indeed. Uh, In Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 18, uh, our opportunity includes this. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, 
work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, that's the working out. That's not speaking about in Philippians 2, verse number 12. It's not speaking about figuring out your own salvation. But the salvation that we have of our Lord Jesus and what he has done for us, the change, the rescue that he has accomplished uh, in us and for us, that needs to be worked out of us. We need to uh, shine that forth and give that forth in this terrible time. We need to be telling folks, difficult time, we need to be telling folks that we need the Lord. They personally need the Lord. Their family needs the Lord. Our cities, our states, our nation uh, needs the Lord. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And so reverence to the Lord and, and understanding what the work of the Lord and the will of the Lord is. Listen to what it says here in verse 13 of Second Philippians chapter 2. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so the Spirit of God within us is that by which we have life. And any good gift, every good gift, comes down from the Lord. And in these old vessels of clay and, and these souls that have been saved, uh, the good that we do is the working of the Lord in us. And that needs to shine forth. May we not quench the Spirit. May we not grieve the Spirit of His children. But give the answer that we have, that the Lord, we need the Lord and we need to seek the Lord. Verse 14, do all things without murmurings and disputings. And there's great opportunity for that now in, in our world. And we can certainly be sucked into that kind of thing of murmuring. And, and grumbling about why things aren't the way that they were and why do we have to put up with this and do this. But our Lord knows. He knows what he's working. He, we have the promises that he's given to us. And so he knows what's best and he knows the time frame of the things that he is going to accomplish. accomplish. And so we don't need to be found murmurers and disputers with the world. We need to be working out, showing forth the salvation that lies within us unto a lost and dying world, that ye may be blameless, verse 15, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. And yes, our nation is crooked and perverse. Uh, it is twisted. It has gone after the ways of sin and iniquity and so many fronts. And he says here, what's he say here? That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, without being rebuked of our Lord in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And so this is our opportunity. This is the opportunity that we have. Verse number 16 of Philippians 2, holding forth the word of life, the word of God, the, holding that forth, uh, the, the, the Lord being the solution, to health issues, the Lord being the solution to governmental issues, the Lord being the solution to financial issues, the Lord being the solution and the help for souls and, and those that are dead in trespasses and sins, holding forth that word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. And so he speaks to the church at Philippi and to us, that we need to shine, we need to shine as lights in this crooked and perverse nation, in this world, in this sin-sick 
and 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 uh, and uh, marred and wrecked world, we need to hold forth the word of life. And he says, that being the case, my labor coming to you and bringing the gospel to you and teaching you will not be in vain. Verse 17, yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. He having been used of the Lord to bring the word of life unto them, the gospel of Jesus Christ, they being saved, they being taught, they understanding what their mission is from God. He said, it's all worth it. And if I be used up for that, he said, I'm joyful and rejoice with you and your service to the Lord. Verse 18, for the same cause also ye do, do ye joy and rejoice with me. Because see, for every child of God saved by the Lord, we are most contented and we are most joyful when we obey our Lord and, like it says here, work out our salvation. That's not figure out, but that's let what has happened within show forth abroad and let us shine in this world. The Lord Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 on the Sermon on the Mount, the first chapter uh, that includes the Sermon on the Mount as we refer to it. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16, the Lord Jesus says here to we, his children, his disciples, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt hath lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing to be but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. So he tells us, he says, he says to us, we're the we're the savor, we're the flavoring that makes the difference. And you know how it is with salt. It makes a little bit of salt will make a great big difference in food. And in regards to the earth, we are the difference. We are the salt. And that's not because of us. It's because of what God has done for us, what the Lord Jesus has done for us in saving us. He says, ye are the light of the world. So not only are we salt, but we are light. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And so you imagine that about a town, a city being set on top of a hill or a mountain. It shines forth, the light of it shines forth uh, greatly abroad. Neither do men put light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And certainly a reference there about sinners having been saved by the Lord need to follow him in service and work in his church and give a flight unto all that are in the house. There's that shining, that shining, that shining that we as the children of God, the opportunity that we have, especially in this day, especially with these, the situation at hand uh, in our nation, we need to shine, we need to be salty, and we need to give the light unto all. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so uh, it's not for self-praise. It's not for self-glorification. That's not the purpose. The purpose is, is that the Lord might be glorified, that the Lord might be worshipped, that his creation, men, women, boys, and girls, at all times, and certainly in times of this this uh, crisis and situation that we have with COVID-19, that all would look to him for help. So this is the opportunity that we have to shine 
forth uh, unto the world for our Lord. And we need to be vocal about it. We need to tell folks about it uh, indeed. It's a, it's a critical time. And there are many, many people that are looking for answers. They're looking for help. They're looking for peace. And they just don't have it. Next in this opportunity that we have, and, and just specifying even more with the Scriptures, what the Scriptures tell us is that we are salt, we are light, but we are the witnesses of the Lord. And the Lord, since the nation of Israel, has always taken this position of having witnesses. In Isaiah 43, speaking to the nation of Israel, and there's certainly a, a precept that's here for us in this day, in this New Testament church age, that this time of the Gentiles. In Isaiah 43, verses 10 through 12, the Lord declares, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant, who I have chosen, and that's what we are, his servants, his children, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. And, and that's what he's called us to, to, part of what he's called us to do is to learn of him. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. And he stands alone. He is the only God uh, with power. And that's not the figment of man's imagination like all other gods. And like in our day, we make ourselves gods. Neither shall there be after me no one, no one but God. Verse 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. He is the only one that can save. I have declared, and have saved, and have showed, when there was no strange God among you, therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. And as it was with Israel in that day, in the nation, uh, before their falling away, so it is with us uh, here in this, uh, in this church age. We are the witnesses of our Lord, just like he called his nation to be. And, and the nation of Israel has its place, uh, there's a veil over them uh, now. They're, they will be called again. But the time of the Gentiles is at hand, and the Lord has blessed us with salvation and called us unto himself through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as they were called to be witnesses, so are we. Isaiah 44, verses 6 through 8. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last. And beside me there is no God, Isaiah 44, 7. And who, as I, shall call and shall declare it and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come and let them show, let them show unto them. Verse 8, Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. And so the Lord he declares, we are his witnesses that he is God. And we are to witness that fact that he is God and beside him there is no other. Of course, these are Old Testament passages and directed towards the nation. We, by precept, understand that. But you know, there's some New Testament references, too, here in the book of Acts, in the first three chapters. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, which is relevant to our time here in the church age, the Lord having completed his gospel, 
and ascending unto heaven. He, he, it's declared unto the, the first church there in Jerusalem in Acts 1, verse 8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that public uh, sanction of the Lord's church and empowerment by the Holy Spirit of God uh, manifested into the world. It had been done so uh, uh, privately, but now it's going to be done so publicly. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. Witnesses of the Lord. And that's what we're called to do today is be witnesses uh, unto him. And verse number 32 of Acts chapter 2, Acts 2.32, Jesus hath God raised up, they preached, whereof we all are witnesses. And so uh, the apostles understood that, that that was the calling of the Lord upon them there in that first church. And, and of course, to all other churches that came from that first church built by our Lord Jesus in the day of his ministry. In Acts chapter 3, verse number 15, uh, the brethren again preached there and killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Now some would say, well, uh, Jim, there's no way that, that you were there when the Lord Jesus raised from the dead. And uh, no way you could be a witness of that as it was with the apostles in the first church there. And that's true. Physically, I cannot be a witness of, of that. But you know what? By the scriptures, by the Spirit of God, and by the power and working of God, I and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I am and the saved are a witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the reality of God, the reality of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior of sinners. Uh, we are witnesses of those things, just like the apostles were, and just as that first church was. And so there's no, there's no difference other than this marker in time. They saw the Lord Jesus Christ with physical eyes. We see him with the eye of faith through the scriptures. In conclusion, in a connection, the application of this, our opportunity, our opportunity in this time of this COVID-19 uh, situation that we have, this crisis that grips the world and our nation, we have a, we have a great opportunity to shine. We have a great opportunity to be a witness. We have a great opportunity to be the salt of the earth. And understand, we pray that the witness is received, but understand, it may not be received. It may be derided, but we are called to give out this witness and to show forth faith in our Lord, uh, even in such a time as this. He is the only one that truly has the answer. He is the only one that knows the future. He is the only one, when we have done and pursued and worked all that we can work, he is the only one that is still able to continue on and do well. He's the one that blesses medicine in the first place. He, he's the one that has designed the human body. He knows the virus inside and out. Our Lord God is a COVID-19 expert, and we need to look to him 
for the help that we need. So in conclusion, connection and application, we need to testify of these things. We have a great opportunity in being witness. We have a great opportunity in being salty. We have a great opportunity in being light. And what of? Of what should we speak unto the people? Well, the first thing is that the Lord is our creator and we are all responsible and accountable to him. Yes, that's, that's pertinent and that's relative because see, to whom one is accountable, uh, to that one that they are accountable, they will look to that one. Remember, in Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7, and this is the reason the evolutionist wants to do away with this, because if there is no creator, there is no accountability to a creator. But in Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and the Lord God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He is our creator, and we are all responsible and accountable to him. Now understand, that's a fearful thing, but it's good to be reverentially fearful of the Lord because he's our creator and he has given us life. Another thing that we need to witness to uh, and shine forth uh, the light about is our Lord is our creator, and then our Lord is the only one that can heal, uh, as I mentioned earlier. Psalm 67, verses 1 through 7. God, be merciful unto us, and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah. And you know, that's what we need. We need the Lord's face to shine upon us as a nation and as a people. That thy way may be known upon the earth, the way of the Lord, thy saving health among all nations. That's what all the world needs, and our situation is ours here in our nation, and that's the most relevant to us, the closest, and the one that we feel, and the one that we're dealing with. But we need the Lord to be merciful to us, and we need the Lord to bless us. We need the Lord to cause His face to shine upon us, and we 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 need the Lord to 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 bring His saving help among us, among this nation. Verse number three, that let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Selah. Our Lord Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. And he is the one that is our judge. And he is the one that and give our governors wisdom because he is the governor. Let the people praise thee, O God, and, and our nation has fallen short in that. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. And so uh, we need to... Uh, we need to proclaim and shine forth the light and be salty to let others know in this time of crisis that the Lord is our creator and we are responsible and accountable to him and that he is the only one that can truly heal and we need to seek his face that he would do so for us. Number three, our Lord is the only one that can save sinners. Our Lord is the only one that can save sinners and we need to declare that. People are afraid. There are people that are afraid of dying, 
And it's natural for us to fear death. And the one who is not secure in Christ certainly needs to fear death because they face eternal death uh, on the other side from this life. Isaiah 45, verse number 22. Our Lord, our Lord God Almighty says, Look unto me, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. He's the only one that can save sinners. And we need to proclaim that unto uh, this lost and dying world, and certainly in this situation that we have. And then next, fourthly, the thing that we need to shine forth and be salty in as we engage folks and have opportunity to engage folks in, in this situation and crisis is that our nation is in deep need of repentance of our sins to God. As a nation, we must repent uh, of our sins toward a God. We're, we're sinful. We're sinful in our illicitness. We're sinful in the pursuit of of our of drugs and and other spirits we're sinful in our pursuit of just willfulness and and excess we're sinful in our promiscuity we're sinful in the perversion and gender confusion thing we're sinful in this great scourge of abortion that is amongst us in our nation the killing of millions of innocents that blood the Lord will not let pass. He will judge us as a nation for these things. But you know what? While there is life and there is Lord, there is always the availability of repentance. And we could repent as a nation if we would. In Proverbs 14.34, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And so one of the things that we need to declare is that is as a nation, as a people, we must repent of our national sins to God. And then, as his children, we need to certainly pray and declare to others to pray for the healing of our land. Again, it's the, it's the Lord is the only one that can heal, and we need to pray unto him that he would help and heal us. Second Chronicles chapter 7. Verses 13 through 14, Brother Solomon has made an end of the dedication of the temple, I believe, and, and that's the context of that. And he, uh, he's dedicated such, and, and the Lord speaks to Solomon in a dream that night. And he speaks these words in Second Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. And so, you know, he's speaking about Israel in particular there, and we need to understand that. But, you know, there is nothing that is not under the control of the Lord, either his direct will in the possible case of judgment, or his, even his permissive will, and he would just allow uh, the things of life to transpire and the, the way of man that is certainly unraveling just to follow its course. Either way, the Lord is in control and command. And if it be that troublesome times come upon the land, in this case, the Lord speaks of Israel. But you know what? The Lord's people are called from every nation. He says this in verse number 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven 
and forgive their sin and will heal their land. You know, our, our nation needs to repent of our, of our sins, national sins, but certainly we as the Lord's people, we need to repent of our national sins and our personal sins too. And a land of judgment is brought upon a land. If, if there's a thing that comes upon a land that's devastating, our Lord declares that if his people will humble ourselves and pray unto him and seek his face, turn from the wicked ways that we harbor in our hearts and in our lives, that he will hear from heaven, he will forgive our sin, and peradventure he would heal our land. Listen, if we do not, there is little hope. But with the Lord and repentance and life in the Lord, there is always help and hope in him. And so as his people, may we encourage one another to pray and to, and to pray for uh, forgiveness from our Lord of our own sins, our national sins, that the blessing of the Lord would be upon us. Our opportunity as our Lord's children, we have it, it's at hand, and may the Lord help us that we would shine, be salty, and, and shine forth as a bright light and be a witness and a testimony of him. May we remind folks that our Lord is the creator and we're all responsible and accountable to him. Remind them that he's the only one that can heal, that he's the only one that can save sinners. As a nation, we must repent of our sins to God. And as his children, pray and declare unto others to pray unto our Lord for help and healing in this time. If you're here under the hearing of my voice and you're not saved, we point you to our Lord Jesus Christ. Our, our Lord declared about himself that he's the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by him. But he says, me, that the Lord Jesus does. And so you need the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You don't need religion. You don't need orthodoxy. You don't need a creed. Uh, or a promise, or a system of, of, of doctrine, a payment that you would keep. Uh, you don't need any of that. You need the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man, the Savior of sinners. And we point you to him. Repent of your sins, and believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. His death, uh, believe and trust in his death, his burial, his resurrection, for the salvation of your soul, for the forgiveness of your sins, for the granting to you of everlasting life. We point you to him. We, we beg you, cry out unto him for mercy uh, in your great need and being separated from God by your sins. Jesus is the only one that can save your soul, and we, we point you to him. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us and this word that you've blessed us with, and we pray, Father, that you'd help us as your children, that it would lodge deep down in our hearts. We'd be obedient to you in it. We would understand the truth of your word and lord that you would help us in these in these very serious times with this virus we pray that you would just help us to be a good witness to others and and help us to seize every opportunity and point folks to you and our need of you as a nation our need of you in our states in our cities our communities our regions and our homes and in our churches father forgive us of our sins forgive us of our sins as your people and forgive us and turn us and help us that we would not harbor sin in our hearts and our lives 
Forgive us of our sins as a nation, Father. As a nation, we are a bloody people. And we pray, Father, that you would forgive us and help us. And Lord, help and heal our land. We need your touch and your healing upon us. And we pray, Father, that you would bless. Help now, we pray, your hand upon us in every way. And we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to our time together again on the Wonderful Words of Life podcast.